And then it will go on hearts and lives that are ready to receive your word this morning. And it will spring up and spring forth good fruit in each and every one of our lives. God, we thank you for it. God, we just bring and pray for these tithes and offerings that are coming this morning. God, that you touch and you bless in each and every one's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all come ahead. Amen. Well, children, y'all can go to children's shirts. I see one of them's already out this morning. Little Cameron down there, he is out. Amen. I don't blame you. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a couple weeks since I've been up here, and I'm thankful for the ones that we've had for. For Noah Simmons that come a couple weeks ago, I hope and pray that all you were blessed by him. I mean, just just be able, I, me at 18, 19 years old, I was in college and I had to take a speech class because they made me and I hated it. I would nervous, I would stutter. How I made a B in that class, I don't know. Maybe they felt sorry for me. But, you know, this was not my thing to stand and talk in front of people. And so to be that young and to do what um, be bold enough to do what God's called him to do. I mean, that's that's a special thing. So so I hope you was enjoyed by that. And Pat last week brought the word, and you know I pray that it challenged you throughout the week, and that you took those things and and um, and and wanted change in your own life because you know you need things different. And it's the same today. You know we 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 come each week not up here just to speak a bunch of things that make you happy, a bunch of things that make you feel good. I could do that. I could take some some notes and stuff from and and just put it together and everybody would feel great, but it'd be all about emotion, wouldn't it? So we need to be challenged. We come here to be challenged, and and I don't come here to stomp on anybody's toes or do anything to anybody to make you feel bad. I because trust me, as I've said a lot of times, I get to study this each week, what God has for me, and a lot of times just things that I need to change in my life. So I'm stepping on my own own toes during the week. And having to ask forgiveness in my own life and help in my own life for things that, that I know God's dealing with me about. And I know that if I'm dealing with stuff, and that what, what I'm talking about here ain't all about me, but I know that if I'm dealing with things, and you are also. Because we're, we live in this world. We live in this life and we all deal with problems and, and trials. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the, uh, the people that we have here. We're praying this morning and thankful for each and every one of you that, that are willing to work and serve and do what God, what God would have you to do and what's asked of you here. You know, we, we can't say it enough that how, how grateful and thankful we are for the help and support that we have here just within Victory Fellowship. And it's great and wonderful to see at all times. And I thank you for it. And I'm, I'm blessed and proud to, to, to be pastor of this church. Trust me, I, I promise it's it's a blessing. People ask me still, what do, you know, you're like how do you how do you, you know? I've had people say, well, you know, it's got to be tough being bivocational and working full time. I was like, no, not really. 
I said, it's, it's great. I have, I have no problem with it. Sure, there's sacrifices, but there should be sacrifices at every point in our life, whether you're a pastor or not, right? There's, there's got to be sacrifices in this life not to do what we want to do, but to put what God has us to do above our own self. And so that's one area we're going to be talking about this morning. The title this morning, as you can see on the screen, is Consistency. Consistency. And I'm not talking about a consistency as they would make a recipe. You know, women baking or doing something. You like a certain consistency to your to whatever you're making, right? You, well, that's a little thin. That's a little thick. You know, mama used to make gravy. She'd have to add some more milk or flour or whatever just to, just to make it that right consistency that you want to have. But I'm talking about consistency, about us being consistent in our Christian life day to day. That's where I want to get to. How we can, can come here today and look the part, and act the part, and then there's nothing that shows tomorrow what we show today. Does anybody ever struggle with consistency in their Christian life? Okay. All right. I'm glad I'm not the only one today. Most of the time, I'm the only one raising my hands, which I don't know if it makes me feel good or bad that all of y'all are perfect, and I get to preach to a group of perfect people. So, we all deal with those things. We all have those areas in our life to where we work and deal with being consistent. And, you know, we work and we be, and, and don't, do not look to your left or your right if you're married when I say you live with people that can be consistent or inconsistent in their moods, all right? Or consistently in a bad mood, as I get told a lot of times. I am not. Do what? I did. I, I said, you're looking at me. I said, I get told that, that I'm in a bad mood. But, but we live and we work around those people that no matter what's going on, they're complaining about something, they're mad about something, this is going on in their life, and that's going on, and we don't know how to handle it, and we don't know what to do. And, and there's times when we get to that point, okay? There are times when we get there, and we don't know what to do, but that's where God comes in. That's where wisdom and the Holy Spirit's got to come in, where we can understand about what's going on, and He can help us through those things. But, you know... Can I, I, was going, I told Gabby I was going to tell a story she told me a few weeks ago about a woman she worked with. And I almost named the title of my message this, but didn't. That, so I'm blessed not to have nothing against women. I just couldn't work with you 24-7, okay? Not a whole group of just all women. And you women that work with women can, can say, yeah, I understand. I work with all women, and it can be aggravating. But there was a woman she works with that, she was telling something, and she told her something else, but she just said she had this just awfulest look on her face. And she said, I almost told her to fix her face. <laughs> fix her face. And we all know that if, we, if, you, if you've raised teenagers or are about to or you are right now, you've had plenty of opportunities where you think you need to fix your face right now. You ever said that? You ever thought that? Because you know that I know when I was younger and they never told me to fix my face, but if I had an ugly look on my face or a sad look or mad look and just, you know, being that, that child, you know, you ever got told, well, your face could freeze that way. It could freeze that way. And I used to think, well, I don't want that. What if my muscles just, just stop and they didn't freeze that way? And I know that's not going to happen, even though we want them to understand, we want our children to understand, hey, look different, smile. 
You don't have to look mean all the time. You don't have to look mad. Don't look at me crossways. Don't look at me that way. And, and so we, we, we want to tell people to fix their face a lot of times. We want to tell people to, to um, act, act like they need to and be who they need to be. And so, you know, we come to church and there's a lot of times we don't fix our face, right? We come to church and, we're, and, and, and we need some consistency in our lives. So it starts right here. We start here, but then that's, we don't never carry it on out of here. It's like I said earlier, you know, we come here and it's great that we're here. We're here for, for, to lift up the name of Jesus, right? We're here to lift His name on high. And to join together and to be built up spiritually and, and, and to be built up in the body of Christ is why we're here. That's why we're meeting at several other churches around this area so they can all, we can all come and be built up and build up the body of Christ. But what I said before, we've got to take it out from here. We've got to be consistent. As much consistency as we show in here, we've got to show that out there. Because why the church is not filled today? Because they see a lot of inconsistent Christians. They see a lot of us that do the exact same thing. We speak one way today and another way tomorrow. We speak one way during a situation that's going on and another way the next time this happens. We love everybody one day and we want to hate everybody and kill everybody the next because they said something to us. And that's the way we act a lot of times. And, and then we get to a point that, that they're like, well, what's, what's consistent? What's good about being a Christian? Well, I'm on my way to heaven. Well, I, then they can say, well, I guess I am too because you're acting no different than me. So, well, so what are we showing them? What are we giving them in this world if we're not being consistent? And trust me, being consistent in our Christian life is not easy in this world we live in. But it could be easier if we wanted it to be. Because one of the areas that we fall into is why can't I have the bubbly attitude that I need to have all the time? Why can't I, you know, show Jesus' love in every situation that comes along? Why can't I do these things that I know God wants me to do? And I'm speaking to me, and you can ask ask yourself the same question. Why can't I do these things? The number one reason is because we don't want to. We're self-centered. We want what I can make me feel good. It's what the world's all about today. You're your own God. You can do whatever makes you feel good. You can have whatever you want. And you can do these things. And it's okay. As long as you're happy. As long as you're happy. We want the Burger King way. I want it my way. Right? You can have it your way. That was their, it's been their slogan for years. Have it your way. And that's the way we want our Christian life to go also. It's the way we want our, our regular life, our everything about us to go. I want this to go how I want it to go. And if I'm not happy in how I want it to go, then I'm going to show I'm not. And I'm going to change how I'm doing my own way. And, and then if it messes up, then I'll come back to God. Maybe. Maybe. And so we're being self-centered. Another reason, and, and this goes with being self-centered, if we're self-centered and all about us, we're not going to be in the Word and in prayer and in supplication with God as we need to. Because that's not on our agenda. Because a lot of times that can make us feel uncomfortable. Because, like I said before, we're here to get challenged where the Word of God challenges each day. 
Do I fall short with that a lot? More than I, more than I, I need to, yes. Yes. Do I fall short in my attitude? Do I fall short in how I react to situations? Yes. Why? Because that old self still wants to creep in. That old thing still wants to come back. How do I keep it from doing that? I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I go back to the Word of God and pray. And then, and then another area, we don't want to give the situation to God as we need to. We want to continue to keep working on it ourselves. Part of being self-centered. And so being self-centered shows an inconsistency in our life. Especially in our spiritual life. Because we're going to just skip down a couple of scriptures. Cole, we'll get back to those others. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. A very well-known passage that Jesus is talking. It says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate the one and love the other, or else you will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So you cannot serve yourself or this world or anything of this world and try to serve God also. You see the inconsistency there? Because we're up here and God's here, is always going to show inconsistency in our life. It's always going to be whenever problems and things come up, we're going to react our own way instead of how God has told us to react. And our first inclination when problems come up is not to go to God in prayer, not to go to His Word, not to, not to say things that we need to. It's going to be to say what we want to, do what I want to, and ask God for forgiveness later. That's going to be our, that's going to be our, our, our way we go. And, and that creeps up, and whether you've been, as Daddy is, preaching for, what, 53 years? 54 years. I've known this man for 44 years. So, you know, I know that there was times in his life to where I've seen that he didn't react as he needed to. That doesn't make him any lesser away from God or he's backslidden condition. No, because just that certain thing moved in at that time. And said, I want to react this way, so that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say what I want to say, and then we'll worry about the consequences later. No, you're serving yourself and God, and you can't do that. You're serving your own flesh, the fleshly desires, and, and, and what the Spirit has for us, and you can't serve both things. So you can't just say, well, today I am submitted and committed to God. It's Sunday. Let's go to church. And then Monday, eh, we'll see. You can't pick and choose what days you want to be committed to God. You can't pick and choose when you want to submit yourself and not submit yourself and be consistent in your walk with God. It don't work that way. And, and nothing about this Christian life, this, this life with God, this walk with God each and every day works that way. And I think I said this before and I heard it again this week on, on a podcast I was listening to. that, And, and they, they tied in how the children of Israel... When, when God would bring that, that manna down from heaven and they would gather up what they needed for that day, but the rest of it would spoil. And if they gathered more, it would spoil. But he told them, said, you gather this for the day. It's what you need and tomorrow more will be there. That's our relationship with God. That's our relationship with Jesus. We need as much Jesus as we need today. And tomorrow I need a new as much as I can get with Jesus today as I needed the day before. Sure, I'm building on what I had the day before, but I need new today. And if the Word of God is true and real, and, and it's the living Word of God, then each day we go to it is going to show us 
a different way that we need God in our life that day. A different area. Hey, you need help with this. Here's where you need to read. This is what you need to pray. And so as I go to the Word of God each and every day, something's new coming. Tell me why. Because the Spirit is new every day, right? His grace and mercies and truths are new every day in our life. They never get old. They never fade away. And, and so we can read the same thing for a week straight and get different things out of it each day as the Spirit, Holy Spirit reveals those things to us. And as He does that, we can show a more consistent life that we need to in the body of Christ. To where the world out there can see you're not wishy-washy from one day to the next. You're the same person. I know there was Friday, there was some, I was in a guy's office in the maintenance shop and a couple of things were being said. And, you know, I said, I could say something, but I'm not. Because it, it would have been dirty or vulgar, no. But it would have been not, not what I needed to say, not as a pastor or a preacher, but as a, as a Christian, all right? And it would have hurt anything. It would have been funny. And he even stopped me and said, no, then don't say it. And this is a non-believer. Why? Because he didn't want to see me put myself in that situation to where I would have... I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. Why? Because that's being consistent. That's being... That's him looking at me as somebody that, hey, he is who he says he is. And then when, when I hear somebody say that about me, I'm like, well, you really don't know. Because there's still times I'm not who I say I am. And you all, we all can look at our own self and say that same thing. So... Let's go back to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Alright, it says, And let us not grow weary in well-doing, for when due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Or King James says, if we faint not. So, a consistent person, where, what happens when we get weary, Right? When we get weary in our physical life and weary in our spiritual life, then there's inconsistencies come in because we let other things in. Because we want to we wanna fill voids in our life and fill those things up because we know we're doing good and, and things are not happening the way we're praying about it. Things are not happening the way that we think they should. And so we end up getting weary and tired and then our profession of faith turns into a confession of, oh me, oh my, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. And we don't look to God and we look to ourselves and we start serving ourselves and other things in this world. But don't grow weary. Don't lose sight of the blessings that God's already blessed us with. We're so easy to take God for granted about what we have in our life every day and not to thank Him for it. It's easy for us to do. Why? We do, it's easy for us not to thank God for the breath that we breathe every day. Or, the, or what He's provided for us. The homes we live in. The cars we drive. You know, the, the stuff that, that in this world that we consider blessings. But our greatest blessing is, is Jesus and what He's died for us and saved us. And our eternity with Him is our greatest blessing. You know, it's, but it's easy to, to just pass by all those things and want God to do for us more. Want God to give us more. Want to do for us more. And so we lose heart because he said, in due season we'll reap if we faint not, if we don't lose heart. But so many of us lose heart and lose that consistency. We're good for a while 
And, and we've been praying for it. But today, remember, don't give up. Don't give up. All of us have something that we're praying to God for. And you might have been praying to God for a week, a month, a year, five years, ten years. It doesn't matter. God does not live on a time scale. We've got to get that in our minds. God's not on a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week, 365-day-a-year time scale as we are. He's not. And so our time and His time, is, is, it doesn't matter. God's not on time. He's on His time, not our time. And that's where we get the hiccup at. That's where we start to grow weary at because we're not seeing it when we want to see it. We're not, it's not getting easier when we want it to get easier. God's not forgot you. He still sees you. You keep trusting. You keep believing. Here's the problem we look at that we have. We keep trusting and believing, but without doubting. Doubting shows inconsistency, just as the book of James talks about. As a wave tossed to and fro. As, as a man that sees himself in the mirror and turns away and then back and he don't know who he was. That's inconsistent in our Christian life. In our, in our spiritual life with God. We've got to continue as David said in Psalms chapter 121. He says, I will. I will. Not maybe. He said, I will. So again, we talked about posture a few weeks ago and how we should posture and praise and worship. David made himself, look, I'm looking to the hills. I'm looking to the mountains. My eyes to the mountains. Why? Because we, we feel God is there. Is up, right? We, we consider God being up. So he said, I look to the hills from whence my help comes. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He, will, he, he who keeps you will not slumber. So God never sleeps. This is a promise that David had. It's a promise to the children of Israel back then. It's a promise to up today. If we keep our eyes fixed on Him and look at, and looking to Him, the author and the finisher of, of our salvation, He will not allow our foot to slip. The only way our foot slips is when we step away. There's no, if we're on the rock, God's rock that we say that David's talked about him standing on is not full of moss, is it? It's not slippery. The only way it's slippery is if we move ourselves away. And then we start sliding down. That's the only way it's slippery. But we've got to remember to look to Him. Look to Him and trust in Him through the good times and bad. Through what's going on now, be consistent. And what's going on tomorrow, be just as consistent as we are now. And it's not, like I said, it's not easy. We can't serve ourselves and what we want to do and then maybe do what God wants to do later. It's not, it don't work that way. The world, again, is looking for us to be consistent. They're looking at you. If you tell them tomorrow you went to church today and you act no different tomorrow than what you did previous life, then they're going to say, well, I'll come to your church. Looks like you can act any way you want to. Do anything you want to. I pray that that's not any of us here. I pray that when we come out of here and go to work tomorrow, we, whatever situation we face tomorrow, you'll be as stern today looking to God for help and strength and guidance in your life as you are today. That's what He's called us to do. That's what the world needs is that consi- consistency to see those things. We're going to talk a minute out of Romans chapter 12. I know if you hadn't been here on Wednesdays, you've heard us talk about it. But you know we're doing uh, a six-week um, study on the motivational gifts out of Romans chapter 12, and Dad's doing that, doing a great job with it the past two weeks. Um, we'll be here again Wednesday night doing those things again. 
we've got a, if you haven't been here and want to fill one out, we've been providing this online on our Facebook feed, YouTube, sermon.net. I mean, we, you know, we're not just a technical church, but we want to get the Word of God out, right? That's what it's about, is getting, getting God's Word out. And so those are the avenues that we're taking right now. We've got that questionnaire you can fill out and, and go through those studies with us and, and see where you fit in in the body of Christ. So I don't understand that. Well, then you need to be here listening on Wednesday nights so you can understand it more and what those things mean. So, but I want to read on down. We're not going to read. And he's, he read verse 9 um, in Romans chapter 12 this past Wednesday. But, so it's going to be on the screen in New King's trans, New King James Version translation. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. I would have had it up there, but it's not one of the... Uh, one of the translations that's in the software. So, so y'all, y'all listen and read along. We're going to go back through some of these verses. And these go along with how we need to be consistent. How we can be consistent in our life each and every day and what we should be doing. So, so like I said, this is the Passion Translation in verse 9. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. And never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Verse 10, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. We start, we gotta start there, don't we? We can't love in here as we need to and love each other as we need to and love whatever denomination that is hangs on a, a church building. And if we can't love the body of Christ, how are we going to love the sinner that's out there needing to come in? How are we going to show them a consistent love that Jesus talks about and preaches if we, if we get stuck on the name above their door that they go to? If we, if we condemn everything that they're talking about? Like I said, if we say that we're one body and we're the body of Christ, then we're one body. Okay, all these other denominations will take care of themselves. And, and so we need to love each other and come together in unity and one accord and one spirit as, as God's told us to. I like this. It says, try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor for one another. Try to outdo yourselves. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Enthusiastic. Keep your passion toward Him boiling hot. Mm. We all fall short of that sometimes, don't we? All fall short in in how enthusiastic we are to serve God. If, If people can't see the love of God boiling out of us and over us and through us as He needs to and everything that comes along, then... There's, there's a sign right there we need to be in the Word of God more. We need to have God working through our life more and Jesus flowing through us. It says, radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let Him fill you with the excitement to serve Him. Excitement to serve Him. Excitement. Bowling over. Bowling hot. Your passion. We have passions for different things. I know Gabby tells me a lot that, you know, right now it's golf, okay? So, and it'll be hunting here in a couple months. So I go through these spurts to where I'm hot and heavy on something for a little bit. And right now it's golf. I'm still awful at it. So, um, and so and it, it, that'll wane down a little bit. Well, not, not too bad because I want to go hunting. And then that'll, that'll kick up and then it'll be something else come springtime and something else comes summer. And she's like, you're always, you just, when, whenever you start doing something, you're all in for a little bit and then you go, you're, you're not. And I was like, I know, but right now I'm, it's, I'm all in. Except I can't play golf as much as I want to because it's not a cheap man sport. All right? It's, it's one of those that costs more money to play than what it should, to hit a little golf ball. 
that don't go where you want it to because you didn't do something right and you had about that much error that you couldn't. Anyway, if you've never played, I had a guy ask me. My brother bought me four lessons for helping him build his house just to thank me for it. And I went over to this guy and he's like, well, tell me what's going on. I was like, well, I haven't played in 22 years or so. He's like, well, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. That's one play. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so we went through him telling me, I don't know that I did anything right. I don't even know how I was hitting the ball. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why I'm here. And so, all right, it's enough of that. But so passionate, passionate. Or we need to be, I need to be as passionate toward living this life every day through God and, and serving Him. As I do these other areas of my life, there's nothing wrong with playing golf. There's nothing wrong with hunting. There's nothing wrong with fishing. There's nothing wrong with ball, if it's softball, whatever it is. But God needs to be above everything else that we do. That needs to be our most passionate desire in our life, serving Him. Then all these other things can fall into place and have their place in our life. But we've got to be passionate for serving Him. And that's what he's talking about here. And, and when we're in tune with God as we need to, people will see that. It says in verse 12, Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Not a, you notice it didn't say a continual happiness. Because we know happy is an emotion and happy can change to sad in an instant like that. One word said wrong, crossways from somebody, or done something, whatever it is, that can change our happy mood to a mad, sad, I'm aggravated at the whole world, and just that quick, doesn't it? We know it works that way. So we said joy, joy, joy produces happiness. Joy is one of those, happiness is one of those offsprings of joy, but true joy is only found in our relationship with Him and through our love of Jesus Christ. That's where joy is found. And, and when we're, we're releasing that continual joy, people will see that coming through us and going out from us. And they'll, they'll know something's different. So it says, we'll read on in verse 12, don't give up in time of trouble. We all want to do that. We all want to give up when things get hard. We all want to give up and throw our hands up and say, I'm done with it all. I don't want to do anything else with this. It's too hard. I don't want to work. I don't want to do nothing no more. I'm done. Paul says here, don't give up in time of trouble. But, but, commune with God at all times. Because if we're communing with God at all times, then we're not going to have the thought of giving up in time of trouble. Because we'll be so built up spiritually that, that then these troubles that come along will be like Daddy just read earlier. Will be light momentary afflictions. They won't mean anything. Because we know what happens here is only temporary. But our main goal and our main place to get to is heaven with Him. That's where eternity is. That's where eternal is. Is with Him in heaven. It says, don't give up in time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs. This is verse 13. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them and eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Helping others. Like again, I said, if we can't love what's in here and who's in here as we need to and help each other and not talk about each other and what's going on in this person's, that person's life, what they've done here or there and condemning them, then we're not going to love the world as we need to and we're going to condemn everything that they do because we can't get past our own selves in here. Amen? Amen. All right, just making sure you all are with me. This is speak blessings, not cursing. Cursing. 
over those who reject and persecute you. Mm. That one right there this week got me. Speak blessings. You're like, I don't want to speak blessings. I don't want to speak blessings. I don't want to do that. We're, I'm going to skip down because I think this verse go together. In verse 20, it says, your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Why in the world would I want to buy my enemy lunch? I'll tell you a sandwich I want to give him. Anybody think of it? That's the way our flesh acts. Yeah, there's only one sandwich I'm going to give him today, or them, or whoever it is. Why? Because that's, that's our flesh coming out. That's what we want to do. And, and that's not what we need to do, but that's what we want to do. Speak blessings. We don't want to speak blessings. Not, we want to speak cursings over those who speak bad against us. We want to tell them how we feel versus listen to what God says, hey, speak this over them. It's hard. We all know. We've all got people in our life that we pray over and for that want to do things and say things bad against us a lot. And so praying for that person, I got, I've, I've done this in my lot in my life with my own family that I've had to pray for forgiveness for myself. God, forgive me so I can forgive them so I can pray for them as I need to. And, and so we don't want to speak blessings. We want to speak cursing. But it says, speak blessings, not cursings over those who reject and persecute you. Verse 15. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in the spirit of harmony and be as mindful as another's worth as you are your own. This is verse 16. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking that you are too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Here's one. Never hold a grudge or try to get even. Never hold a grudge or try to get even. That goes back with that speaking blessings and not cursing, don't it? Never hold a grudge. There's people that, that will not forgive for something that was done in their life years ago and won't let it go. Won't, won't do, take the steps. Sure, we can pray, and I know, God, forgive me for holding this against them. And a lot of times it's just words to make ourselves feel better right then. But if Jesus can forgive those that hung Him on the cross, when He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, then there's no reason. Nobody's hanging us on the cross. Sure, people's done things to hurt us, to, to put us down, said bad things about us and against us and to us, and we don't want to forgive them. But that shows an inconsistency in our Christian life and our walk with God. Because if we, if we can't forgive others, we're not going to love others. And so we've got to love others. We've got to forgive others. Not hold a grudge or try to get even. Plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Verse 18, do your best to live as everybody's friend. 19, beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. For the Scripture says, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. And verse, here's verse 20 again. If your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness. For your, genero- for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God reward you with favor. Verse 21, never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Never let evil defeat you. Speak blessings over those. How are we going to show that we're consistent in our Christian walk with God? These things right here. And it starts with us. It starts in here. It starts here. It starts with the people that we say is our brothers and sisters in the Lord. 
starts with our own family, forgiving those, loving those as we need to, not holding grudges. And, and then if somebody does something against us, not lashing out in, our, in the way that we want to. But stop for a minute and say, God, help me with this. Help me with this. Sure, those thoughts are going to be there when we get through praying most of the time, yeah. And if we don't keep on saying, God, help me, I don't want to speak what I want to speak. I want to speak what you want me to speak. And when, when we keep on and we keep, and we keep pressing in, and then the joy will show in our life, and, we'll, and others will see, hey, there's something different. They're consistent in their walk with God. But it's going to take a lot of sacrifice on our own part. It's going to take a lot of, of self, self-looking in, right? Of self-cleaning ourselves out and asking God to take things and, and make them right in our life. It's going to take time in prayer and seeking God's face. Time in this Word every day. Not just here. We've said it a lot. If this is the only time you're getting any Word of God in your life, it's nowhere near enough. If this is the only time you're feeding your spiritual life, then it's not enough. We don't feed ourselves just one time a week for our physical body, but we will, we will our spiritual life and think we're good and then wonder why things are not getting better. Wonder why, why problems we can't get over that we should have got over a long time ago is because we're not spending the time in the Word as we need to. We're not asking the Holy Spirit for guidance. Jesus said, I must go so the Comforter may come, right? And He said this in John. He said, I will go, the Comforter will come, and He will lead and guide you in all truths. All truths. So the Holy Spirit is there to comfort us, lead us, and guide us, and protect us, and show us what to say, and when to say it, how to say it. So it's going to take time in God's Word. I'm going to take time. You know, i got a, a, a verse that comes up every day on my phone at 7 o'clock, or 6.58. Why it's set like that, I don't know. But it'll pop up, and I'll read it. That's good. That's good for me to read those things and for you to read those things. But if that's all you're getting, again, it's not enough. It's not enough. You say, how much is enough? There's nothing that we can say that's enough of the Word of God. There's, there's not enough of God that we can have in our life. Why? Because we still live in this sinful world. So it's going to take those things. It's going to take sacrifices that, that are not going to be easy for us to sacrifice. It's going to take, so we don't, we don't like this, it's going to take time away, sometimes away from our family, our children, spouses, to be one-on-one with God. You say, well, God, no, God wants to be first. Just, this is the order that He set it down in the Bible. God, man, woman, everything else falls into order, right? Falls into place. And so if we can get that, then the, the sacrifices won't be as hard. The things won't be as hard. And there's going to be time for us to do whatever we need to do. And that's, that's the problem I've dealt with a lot in my life. Well, I just don't feel like I have time. I don't feel like I have time because I don't want to have time. Because I want to fill it up with every other thing in life besides the Word of God. So there's enough time for the Word of God. And in doing that, we will see, hey, I do have time for this other stuff. I do have time. Why? Because we'll get to a point in our life that while we're doing other things, we can still be meditating on the Word of God that we read that morning. We can still be mulling over those things in our mind, in our spirit, and still praying. And still just, just walk and pray and do what we need to do, what we want to do, but have an attitude of prayer about us all the time. And so, so we can be consistent. You can be consistent. I can be. But as I pray for you to be consistent, pray for me also. And, and then we can pray for each other. 
and you pray for others around that you know is having problems or what's going on in their life, that we can be consistent doing, that we're not growing weary, that we're, that we're not going to lose heart, we're going to keep strong, and we're going to keep faithful to what God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Y'all stand this morning. If you're here this morning, we say it every week, we always want